Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is Sports Day. For Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome to Sports Day SA, another big weekend of sport. And we got lots to cover in the next uh, the next little bit. My name's Paul Bonza. Alongside me is a man who played 250 AFL games, kicked 200 in goals. 202 goals, and was named in the 2008 Dream Team. It's Adam Cooney, the Dream Teamer. Hey, Bonds, and we've got the Dream Team on again, <laughs> you and I, on a Monday night. You'd want to be nowhere else how right was you, now. How was your weekend, my friend? <laughs> uh, good weekend, yes. Uh, we have a, an annual music festival that we hold at my house, So last, and we have it themed, obviously. Last year uh, we had... Our first one, which was Coonchella, based off Beautiful. the Coachella Music Festival. And this year was Coonstock, so everyone had to dress up in their best Woodstock gear. And we had a little festival at the back of my house. And, um, yeah, I'm into day two and a half now of my Saturday night hangover. Just missed the uh, kickoff from the Socceroos game. That's how late <laughs> it went. So I just oh, – oh, and I wanted to try and stay up and maybe watch the game, but unfortunately but no. just, just fell asleep before kickoff. So, uh, But they did well, the Socceroos, and we did well at Coonstock on Saturday night. I heard your weekend I, was a little bit quieter. You uh, didn't even go to the Christmas party. It was No, I had to call the basketball. I had to call the 36ers game, and we'll talk about that. But, uh, yeah, they well, they planned the party on the wrong night, obviously. Uh, you can be part of the show, too. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks Homes, discover different. You can text in on 0427154166 or give us a call, 1300-736-736. Um, before we get to the hot topic, music, you said... It was Coonstock. Are uh, you musically inclined? Not particularly. I do like Don't to... play guitar sort of... or drums or...? No, I did play the drums a little when I was younger. Uh, my son is uh, quite the guitarist, but the musical uh, genes don't run in the family very deep. So he's okay at it. He can strum a little bit, but no, I'm more of a, a listener. And I, I, I like to change my genres too, so I don't have one sort of set genre that I like. I was a hip-hop man growing up going right. at Blackwood High School. The of Hilltop course. Hoods were, were all the rage, so we were all hip-hop fans back in the day in Adelaide. But I ranged from anywhere but between sort of 60s to, to 2000s pop. That's where my range gets to. What about yep. you? You'd be a, what are you, oh, well, a... crooner or something? <laughs> I'll turn it up. Uh, no, I'm a bit of a uh, Pearl Jam, Ben Harper, that sort of... Yeah, that sort of a bit uh, grungy, era. sort of a bit of grungy, yeah. Um, and you know, I do play guitar and sing a bit, but we'll do that oh, on another show, out. maybe. Uh, give Hazy a run for his money. Uh, let's get another <laughs> hot topic. <laughs> Hits with bonds coming up, I can sense next week. Thanks to the Repco Authorised Service Centre, you can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. Let's have a listen to this. Kimar Roach is injured, he's there, he's beaten his bowls. Nathan Lyon goes straight through. He takes six and Australia wins the test in Perth. They keep their perfect record intact at this grounds. 
and they claim the Frank Worrell Trophy. They certainly do. The Aussies had a win over the West Indies, Coons, uh, by 164 runs. Nathan Lyon, 6 for 128, bowling the Aussies to victory. And doing that, he now moves to 443 wickets to become the eighth best in Test cricket all time. Uh, it's unbelievable, Nathan Lyon, and he may be involved in my uh, Kia's top seven list a little Ooh. bit later on in the show. But, yes, uh, they don't call him the GOAT for nothing, do they? He spun a web and uh, six for 128, the second dig. It was looking likely at one stage that it might peter out into a draw. There was some serious resistance put up by the West Indies. Chander Paul Jr. looks like he's going to have an incredible career looks good, for, for West Indies. Yeah, really good, composed, sees the ball well. Braithwaite with his 100 in, in the second innings as well. So um, there's some good signs from the West Indies who dug in. Um, and it was, as I said, it was uh, possibly looking like a draw. But, yeah, the GOAT saves us once again. And a pretty handy um, test match all up for Marnus Labuschagne. And, and Travis Head, too, with bat and ball. Yes, yeah, so Trav getting some wickets and unluckily out on 99. So he joins that club. But what about Marnus? 204 and 104 not out. He won the man of the match, obviously. Only eight players have ever done that in, in uh, test history as well. So that's a, yeah, that's he's an, a pretty big effort. He's a special player. He's a cricket nerd. And, uh, look, he, ha- he he wasn't in the best form leading into this. And I think he was. He, it would have played on his mind because a player like that who lives and breathes cricket just needs to make runs. And he has been a run-scoring machine since coming into the Australian side and hasn't really had too much of a flat spell until recently. So for him to push his way and work his way out of that, um, I think we're going to see a really good summer coming up from Marnus and Australia too. With you know, I mean, you mentioned Steve Smith back in form, uh, Travis Head just falling short of a, what would have been a magnificent ton. It sets up a, a tantalising Test series over Christmas and and the New Year with South Africa, who are ranked number two in the in the Test rankings at the moment. Yeah, looking forward to that. But uh, Marnus Labuschagne, um, he's pretty good on social media as well. He came out today, posted a, a photo of him, Alex Carey, and Cam Green with the headline, 308 runs between us. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's just trolling his own teammates. Yeah, there. the other two didn't bat. So. <laughs> Fantastic, I thought. Pat Cummins, injury to him. Um, and there's obviously huge doubt over him coming into the Adelaide Test match. Who captains if Pat doesn't play? Well, uh, I don't, uh, can we say Steve Smith? You can. can we, say whoever we, you like. We're not know, the selectors. Some... Some people will get upset if we mention Steve Smith leading our country again. Well, could it be someone like a a Manus or throw someone younger? Maybe Alex Carey. He's a young leader. Well, I'm putting my South Australian hat on right now. And uh, Travis Head's just sitting there. who has been captaining South Australia for the last six years. Yeah, well, he knows how to lead, um, and he also w- would he throw himself the ball more often? Do you think if he was the <laughs> no, probably the opposite. He doesn't. No, he doesn't do that for the Redbacks. He doesn't bowl enough, in my eyes. He should bowl more. He's the incumbent uh, off spinner, I think, uh, post Nathan Lyon, <laughs> because he's not going to last forever. And his little tweakers confused some of the West Indians on the weekend. Uh, yes, they did. It was great to see him him play well, and he loves playing at the Adelaide Oval. We know that. And that starts Thursday at 2.30. And obviously you can catch all the action on SEN Cricket. Two bowlers in, being brought into the squad with Pat Cummings under injury cloud, uh, Michael Nisa and Lance Morris, the quick from WA. He bowls uh, up around that 145, 150 mark and has had a good start to the summer. 
So they, uh, they've dubbed him the wild thing too, haven't they? Yes, he's the a next little bit. Sean, he's the next Sean Tate. They can go so, everywhere. And, 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 well, we've seen what Michael Nisa has done at test level. Um, was it the pink ball as well, I think, when he, when he debuted? Oh, uh, yeah, you got me there. It might have sure. been last year. Um, so, he, yeah, he's had some, some success in his limited um, international test career. Scotty so. Boland comes in first, though, does he? Scotty Boland, well, again, what we've seen of him, he hasn't skipped a beat, and, and any, guy, any one of those three that come in could cause and wreak some havoc. We understand that, but um, probably uh, the wild thing, Mark, too, is the, the third pick of the bunch. But if you're bowling anything over 150 clicks, that's some serious pace, and look out, I'd have the helmet on. I'd have two helmets on, I'd have two boxes on, and I probably wouldn't even go out into the middle, to be honest with you. Cricket ball is <laughs> very... That's why I never light. played cricket as a young, la- a young lad. I, yeah, my old be, man said, do you, you want to have it, come and have a go? No, that red ball was way too hard. And can, be scary, can be scary. Can be scary. All right, before we move on to the next topic, I'd like to thank Tire Power for their support. Brands you can trust, like Max's Tires, and the big holiday sale is on now. Now, Coons, th- Friday night called the 36ers game against the Cairns Taipans a big game for the Sixers because they didn't want to drop that one. They were 19 points down and come back to win the game by three points. Uh, there was some just chaos at the end of the game. There was uh, Tajir to, to McCall stepping on the line to throw the ball back in and a turnover there. There was Robert Franks catching the ball when he thought the game was over and then he just walked off. That was a travel, so Cairns got a chance to put it into overtime. Uh, there was a foul that got reviewed to put Robert Franks on the line to put the Sixers in front. Um, but the the man of the game, clearly Adelaide's best player, was when Tonius Cleveland, he shut down DJ Hogg. And we spoke to him after the game. Just want to give you a little listen to this one. Robert Franks, your partner in crime, Clutch at the line and hit those last three. Yeah, and a great job defensively on the count of yes. too. He struggled on offense, but we don't win that game without him stepping up defensively and containing it. Pender is a hell of a player. Well, Hope didn't get going today either, so you know, there's another talented offensive player didn't have much of an impact tonight. Yeah, I was on him. Just in case you weren't watching the game closely, Antonius was good on both ends. So yes. he was he dominated with ball in hand and then shut down Hogue. So uh, it, it sums up the 36ers year a bit, doesn't it? That sort of late passage where it's just been chaotic with um, imports, uh, drama, form yeah. issues yeah, after right. playing so well in, in the US pre-season. And then it's been a bit uh, up and down and a bit of chaos with the 36ers this year. There's been so much talk about the talented roster and just hasn't quite come together consistently this year. So I went on Friday and then I lost to Sydney on Sunday. Sort of sums up where they're at. Yeah, and they got a chance to do it all again against the Perth Wildcats on Friday night at home. And from what I've heard, there's not many tickets left for that. So if you want to get along and watch the 36ers, uh, make sure you do that on Friday night. They take on the Perth Wildcats, which is always good fun. Adelaide a six, Perth a seventh, so a massive game. Um, before we go to a break, uh, Coons, Sheffield Shield. We need to talk about the Sheffield Shield. And, <laughs> They've done it. And the Redbacks have won. They've won by two. <laughs> they were just one. They've won by 208 runs over Tasmania. And just listen to the final wicket. It's so thrilling. Meredith on strike. Where's Agar? Steamy in. And he bowled a sensational victory to the South Australian Redbacks. And Meredith departs for a golden duck. And a clinical finish in the end for the South Australians. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, uh, have a guess where that 
commentator hails from. <laughs> he could be a don't little less enthused, couldn't he? <laughs> I don't think he was South Australian. There's a, it was like a, almost a pressed red for Ed sort of biased call there, was it? He was not happy at all, the Tasmanian hey, commentator. But hey, well-deserved. We, we tried to get a couple of the uh, Redbacks players on the show today for a chat, but unfortunately they're, they're on their mad Monday today <laughs> after a, a win. They're celebrating like they've won the Shield themselves. They're parading down Hindley Street. So we couldn't get a hold of them because they're all still... Uh, celebrating that win well, from the weekend. News out of the Redback camp, wins mean a lot because uh, Jason Gillespie has just signed for another two years at oh, the Saka. Jesus. Well done, Dizzy. He's done well. They, they said to him, listen, Dizzy, if you get a win this year, we'll give you a couple of extra years. So he's done that, ticked it off. That was his contract incentive, just to get a win and then he can just coach forever. Sounds fair, doesn't it? Everyone yeah, loves him. Well. He's such a good bloke, Diz. You, you know... I just think it would be hard to say no if you want to coach again. Diz, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't say that. <laughs> How long do you want to coach for, Diz? You're a legend. Yeah, you're right. Because he is such a legend and such a great bloke, he'd be one of the hardest coaches to actually let go. So uh, in oh. terms of performances, well, hopefully it's onwards and upwards from here. Let's hope so. Um, time to go to a break. And you can stream every NFL game live this season with NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. After the break, we got... Coons is top seven. I'm going to speak to Toddy Gray from Greyhound Racing. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer, Adam Cooney with you. And um, we've got some extra. There we go. Just decide to go where... Uh, too much volume there. That was a bit weird. Anyway, Coons, uh, that wasn't your fault, was it? No, that's no, not me. I don't. Run, I don't run the controls. No, I just bring the banter. We don't throw any. We don't throw any banter. Uh, sorry, anyone <laughs> under the bus here. Um, no, before we go to our next seven, segment, which is the Kia Top Seven, um, we got a text in from Jason from Maroolabark in Victoria. That's saying, uh, "Welcome to SENSA, boys." Oh. Uh, there you go. We've got a little uh, interstate. Listener. Yeah, welcome to you, Jason. Good on you, Jace. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Kia Top 7 time. Thanks to the seven-seat Kia Sorento. It is a large SUV. And, Coons, we are going to your top seven best Australian cricketers you love to watch. Yes, and this is there's a few past and a few present in this. Oh, okay. It's off the back of yep. uh, Steve Smith equaling the great Sir Donald Bradman in terms of, of uh, test centuries scored. So, uh, number seven, this guy's still playing. He is the GOAT, and they call him the GOAT for good reason because he doesn't only just come in and, and clean up the tails. He gets the openers out when required and takes big wickets when we need for our country, and that is Nathan Lyon. He comes in at number seven. Number six, I, had to, I was 50-50 here whether go with, to go with Hayden or Langer, and I went with Matty Hayden. Just the, the broad shoulders, the, the courage that he... Uh, displayed, not afraid to walk down the wicket to some of the faster bowlers in the world and smack them back over his head. So he was a, a, an opening batsman that I loved to watch back when I was a little bit younger. Steve Smith came in at number five. He's, a, he's an unorthodox cricketer. Yes. But I suppose in the, the, the glory years of, of the last sort of um, decade or so, he's been Australia's best batsman and uh, incredible the things that he's done. Glenn McGrath, 
came in at number four. Ooh, ah. Just yeah, just the, the ultimate professional. Landed it on a 10-cent coin just about every delivery. And again, when you think about cricket with uh, some of the greats of Australian cricket, he is right up there in terms of the bowlers. Ricky Ponting on the podium at number three. Just one of my childhood heroes. Had a bit of go about him too. A couple of blues at, um, what was it, the Bourbon and Beefsteaks? <laughs> a couple of black eyes that he came out with. That, that's, that's what elevated him up the rankings uh, in, in my eyes. And uh, one of the great hook pullers. And oh. he's a terrific cricketer. Was I'm not sure about the goatee that he displayed early on in his career. Uh, I'm sure that was probably one of his, um, his errors. But the punter, he was one of the best to do it. Adam Gilchrist, in terms of um, best keeping batsman the game has ever seen and one of the ultimate entertainers too and it quite often um, was in a rush to get to a test century and I think the best uh, may he rest in peace is the greatest leg spinner of all time Shane Warne he comes in at number one he did it all he was an entertainer had the blonde peroxide um, and bowled like no one in history. Yes. So yeah. uh, the great Warney was my favourite cricketer to watch. They, they're all test. This is all test players, mind you. We, yes. we didn't factor in T20 or uh, one days. All um, Number one's pretty easy. And I think your top three, you've nailed it with those three. It's pretty hard to uh, not have them in, in your top seven. Well done, mate. That's a really good top seven there for Kia. Um, we're going to get to Toddy Gray soon. Toddy, Toddy's been away for a couple of weeks, but he's back. With his tipping Hopefully form. studying the form. <laughs> and won't be long before we speak to him. And uh, don't forget, no one runs the dogs like, like in South Australia for expert. Greyhound Racing Tips. Follow the dogs SA on Twitter or Greyhound Racing SA on Facebook. And uh, it looks like Toddy's not really answering his phone. Well, he's been, what's he been away for a couple of weeks. He's, he's dropped maybe, the ball, mate. Forgot, maybe he's forgot that just studying. He's been studying the form so heavily that he's forgot to answer the phone. But any of it, would you make any, any adjustments to my top seven? Nathan Lyon, Hayden Smith, McGrath, Ponting, Gilchrist or Warren? Well, only age-based. So because yeah. I'm a little older than you, I, oh, I would okay. have right. had DK Lilly in that. Uh, see, before my time, yeah. Dennis. Yeah, he's the reason I played cricket, so I'd have him there. Um, <laughs> he was a pretty and, scary uh, proposition, I wasn't he? I might have snuck Mark War in there as one of the... Most graceful players. Really? Well, Steve's upset watch. about that, but okay. <laughs> All right, Todd's there. Great, fantastic. Todd Gray, welcome to Sports Day <laughs> SA. Where were you? <laughs> oh, out and about, a bit of everywhere, lads. I've uh, spent a little bit of time in two in the uh, outlines of uh, SA. Went over to Victoria for a bit, ran a muck a little bit, had a wedding to go to, visited vet relatives, did it all, boys, and managed to survive to come back and tell tale. All right, we got a couple of minutes, so you got to be quick. What do you got for us first, Todd? Uh, this is an easy one, lads. Only two for tonight. I think they're both good things. Race six, number two, Singing Jules. Um, look, three starts ago, she pinged the lids at Angle Park, went 90 and 60 and bolted in. If she leads tonight, and I can't see why she won't, I can't see them catching her. So race six, number two, Singing Jules to lead all the way. And the next one is race nine, number four, Spinning Pixie. She's coming back from some very nice runs up the Murray Bridge straight track. Now, I'm not sure completely how she's going to handle the bend but she's going too good to pass up. I'm surprised how big an odd she is here. I know she's only, like, you look now at about $4 chance, but I thought she'd be about two fifty to be honest. If you knew she was going to handle that turn, this would just be put on, take out for mine. But don't go too hard on it because I'm not quite sure how she'll handle the old turn, to be fair. But if she handles it, she wins. Race nine, number four, spinning pixie. I reckon jump midfield, she'll muster well, and then it's just 
Hail Mary and look at the heavens when you get to that turn. As long as she doesn't go out and high-five the people in the Riverland, I think she wins. <laughs> Toddy, thanks, mate. I really appreciate right. you uh, jumping on and good to speak with you again and welcome back and we'll speak to you again next week. Uh, always a pleasure, never a chore, legends. Cheers again. <laughs> Todd Gray. Hey, Coons, after the break, we're going to speak to uh, young Crows draftee Hugh Bond. Looking forward to speaking to him. And one of the Adelaide Giants superstars, this guy is a legend, Quincy Lattimore, looking forward to speaking to him. He's about to hit his 250th home run. It's going to happen this weekend, I reckon, against Canberra. So he's a bit of a character too, so looking forward to having a chat to him. All right, uh, so stay with us here. Looking forward to speaking to both those blokes after the break. This is Sports Day SA. This is Sports Day for Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Paul Bonza, Adam Cooney with you, and you can be part of the show. 0427154166. Text in on the week's open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks homes. Discover different. And now thanks to Cool uh, Toolkit Depot even, your trade pro partner. Nail your Christmas shopping list at Toolkit Depot with a huge range of top tools. Um... Coons, we've got a young draftee from the Adelaide Crows. He's uh, very happy to be there. We're very happy to have him on Sports ASA. Hugh Bond, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, Hugh, uh, you're selected by the Crows at pick 50. Did the Crows speak to you prior to the draft? Yeah, so I had a meeting um, at Combine and then had another one just a couple of weeks before the draft. So... There was a few other clubs as well, Hugh, I believe, that you spoke to. So what was the percentage that you thought that you were going to end up at the Adelaide Crows? And I suppose once you get into sort of the, the pick 30s and the 40s, you're watching, uh, you must have been pretty nervous that your name may have not been read out. Yeah, I was getting to that stage. Could have gone anywhere. Um, but, yeah, it was really just kind of hoping, um, sitting on the edge of the seat. But, no, I couldn't have been happier to end up at the Crows. So, so a bit of a, a bit of background, Hugh. You're, you're a Horsham boy. What was like what life like living in Horsham? I believe you, you had a little hobby farm there. Tell us about your days in Horsham. Yeah, so I lived in Horsham um, up until year six and then moved to Ballarat. So um, don't remember a heap from Horsham, but, yeah, had a little hobby farm out there. Um, so I used to muck around a bit out the back, just kicking around or um, just going for a swim in the dam. But, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a few famous athletes come out of Horsham. Mitch Creek, um, mate of mine now, obviously playing with the South Southeast Melbourne Phoenix and played in the NBA. Kevin McKee, who was a motorcycle GP rider as far as footy players go. Doug Wade, the famous Geelong player and current Brisbane Lion, Jared Berry. Um, is Hugh Bond going to be the next big thing out of Horsham? Yeah, there's been some pretty crazy names and people come out of Horsham, so... Um... Look, hopefully, hopefully just can get some games under my belt um, and see what happens from there. But, um, yeah, that would be pretty cool to have as well. So you're a few days into your AFL career. I believe you started training on Friday. Uh, how have you found it so far? And um, meeting, I suppose, some of the idols that you would have looked up to and, and watched on TV? Yeah, really good. Um, we're kind of getting uh, a bit eased into it, so can't complain too much. Um, but... Yeah, the training's just gone up um, that next level, like everyone probably says. But 
um, yeah, meeting just some of your AFL um, people you look up to when you're younger is pretty crazy um, and they end up being your best mates. So they've all been unreal to me. Did you watch much of the Crows uh, as a youngster and who did you follow? Um, not a heap. I oh, obviously followed the AFL like, and watched most games, but um, used to barrack for Geelong, so um, didn't watch a lot of Crows. So if you barrack for the Cats, did you have a, an idol growing up playing footy? Was it, uh, did, have an, did you have an ablet in his name? Uh, no, nah, I was actually a fan of Joel Selwood. Um, puts his head over nice. it and he's not afraid to get a cut on his eye every now and then. So, so is that the type of player you are? Do you model your game on Joel? Um, yeah, not really. Don't really model it on anyone. Kind of try and take some parts out of people's games, but um, yeah, definitely he was one of them. And what's your preferred position, Hugh? Um, don't really care to be honest. Um, played midfield and half back this year, but um, love both of them. So maybe probably mid over back, but yeah, don't really care. So, uh, and have the recruiters and coaches sat you down and, and spoken about where they would like you to play? And obviously in pre-season, some of your running groups, uh, defenders, mids and forwards break off into those separate groups. Uh, which group are you in so far with training? Uh, yeah, I've been in the midfield group um, so far. So, um, haven't been sat down or told where I'm mostly likely going to play. But um, yeah, in the midfield group for now. Are you confident enough to uh, hope to play a few games in your first year, Hugh? Yeah, I don't want to get ahead of myself, um, <laughs> obviously. But, yeah, definitely a um, goal. Try and play at least one game um, next year. So put my head down and work as hard as I can. And what about moving to Adelaide uh, from country Victoria? Who are you staying with uh, so far in Adelaide? That might change very quickly, but who knows? Um, who are you staying with here in Adelaide? Yeah, for the first two weeks, I'm staying with um, Paddy and Lockie, um, which have been really good. Um, and then next year, I haven't really thought about it. Um, might might change, so wait and see. You don't miss home yet, Hugh? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I was waiting for this. Um, Mum and Dad were down on the weekend, so nah, I'm, I'm stoked to be up here. Um, I was at a boarding school, so kind of used to it. Uh, okay. Very good. That's what we like to hear. The kids are at boarding school, so they don't miss mum and dad too much, get the homesickness factor and move back after a couple of years. So hopefully we'll see you have a long career at the Adelaide Crows. I did want to ask you about your background. You are these one of these multi-talented uh, sports athletes. So you did a bit of rowing uh, as a junior for Victoria. That must put you, hold you in pretty good stead for your fitness because aerobically that's a, a pretty tough sport. Yeah, definitely. Rowing was a pretty big part of my life um, for a while there. Um, it was pretty grueling on your body and you definitely got smashed. Um, trying to juggle it with both sports um, just didn't work out. Um, ended up with an injury, so had to pick um, one and just glad I picked footy. How did you How did you start with rowing? Because it's quite an unusual sport to get into. It's not mainstream by any, any way. Nah, so Dad used to row um, when he was younger. Right. Um, and then I've got a and sister, which both did it. So kind of thought I'd see how it was and do it for some fitness and, yeah, kind of went from there. So did you just overdo it uh, with the two sports? So, so you got your, a stress fracture and you figured that football would be the better sport for your body, did you? Yeah, that too. And I've always oh, loved football. It kind of was always going to go that way, I think. Um, so, yeah, it was a pretty easy decision for me. Any other sports you're good at, Hugh? I uh, used to play a fair bit of basketball as well, but 
yeah, that was about it. Well, don't mention that too often because all of a sudden you'll become former rower, former basketballer <laughs> instead of just, yeah, a, no. just a footy player. <laughs> I'll leave that one out. You go home for Christmas uh, or are you staying in Adelaide? No, I'll go home, um, go back and see the family um, for a bit. So that would be nice. Great. What what what's the one thing you're looking forward to being in Adelaide apart from having you know being on a list and living the dream and being part of an AFL team and improving your footy? Is there something off in the distance that you think, geez, that'd be good to do? Um, some hotter weather is a good start. (laughs) (laughs) But no, just just meeting new people as well, Um, people's person. So um, making some new friends is also. Another good thing that's come out of it. All right, mate. Look, we really appreciate you joining us on Sports Day SA. Uh, We know you have a great time at the Crows and uh, fit in there beautifully. And, mate, uh, we wish you all the best for the season and look forward to seeing you improve uh, and uh, getting a game in the ones with the Adelaide Crows. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, you. Hugh Bond, young draftee, picked at number 50 for the Adelaide Crows. Kenzie sounds like a likely ladder, a rower, and he thought that footy is going to be an easier sport. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose when you pick up a, a stress fracture from overdoing it with yeah. rowing and footy, you've got to pick one. There's probably, to be honest with you, a little bit more cash in footy unless you're one of the uh, awesome foursome, <laughs> unless you can uh, get on a fruit commercial or something like that. Um, it's probably not a lot of money in rowing, so I think he's made the right decision. And if you ever uh, jumped on one of those rowers at the gym, 30 to 45 seconds in, I'm cooked. So I think the young fella made a good decision. Yeah, there's um, some good raps about this kid, that he's just a hard-bodied... You mentioned Joel Silwood there, and he, he just he sounds like that type of player. He's just going to go hard at the footy, head down over the footy. So I think it's something that the Crows need. And it certainly will impress the, the coaching staff and the players. If he has that attitude and puts his head over the footy in the preseason, they'll quickly realise that they've got a serious player on their hands. So, yeah, big summer coming up for the young fella. Hopefully he settles in really well. And you're right, the Adelaide Crows need uh, a couple of good hard midfielders for sure. Speaking of uh, local footy in the sand, we've just got some news through Coons that uh, Brett Hand has parted way with the Glenelg Footy Club, their senior coach. So yes. they're on the lookout for a new coach. There was a bit of rumours sort of going around. He took some personal leave uh, not that long ago. Uh, we spoke to Richie Douglas a couple of weeks ago and he's, he mentioned that he was not at the club. But um, um, a little bit sad for Glenelg to lose a, quali- a man of the quality of Brett Hand. Yeah, absolutely. He coached him to a flag only a couple of years ago. So, yeah, we wish him all the best uh, in the future. And now the Bay is yeah, on the hunt for a new coach, which is not ideal just before Christmas, losing your senior coach. So uh, they'll be scrambling to find someone pretty quickly and implement a new game plan. So it sets them back uh, a little bit. But, yeah, that is uh, slightly sad news for Brett Hand to be leaving the base. Yeah, and we hope uh, everything's all right and he lands on his feet somewhere, I'm sure. But, uh, Keynes, we're going to change sports now. Uh, we're going to go to baseball. And the Adelaide Giants have a man that plays for them. He is a legend of Australian baseball, and he's on his way to hitting his 250th dinger uh, home run, and that's Quincy Lattimore. Quincy, welcome to Sports ASA. How you guys doing? Uh, we're very good and straight away. I love that tone of that voice. You could come in the studio and be a radio personality straight away. Um, tell us about your early years and, and why baseball became your first love. Um, I grew up watching my dad play baseball and softball, like locally. And, you know, 
Uh, me and my brother both, we, you know, we just wanted to be like our dads, you know. So that's where it started. And, uh, you know, started playing T-ball and from T-ball to Little League and just on till now, man. It's just been something that uh, is kind of like, I mean, my family and, you know, I got cousins and all that play. I'm the only one that play professionally, but um, it's just something that we all kind of grew up doing. Um, so just the game we love, I guess. What age, Quincy, did you think, oh, hang on, I'm slightly better than all of these kids around me. I think I can make a career out of this. Um, I would say around the 10th grade, um, I actually started going to some showcases and um, I got the like top player in one or two of them. And I was like, well, this is pretty good. And then you start getting your recruiting letters um, from different colleges and all and you know, you name the school, I got a letter from them. So that was pretty exciting time, um, getting ready to pick a college. And then as my senior year rolled around, um, I would get calls from uh, different MLB clubs, you know, asking to come and um, visit my home. And you you fill out these questionnaires and they just talk to you, try to figure out what kind of person you are. Um, Just besides the athletic ability, you know, they're definitely trying to get – good human beings and stuff so they come in and they dine with your family and you do these questions and talk and you know um they judge the baseballs you know out on the field but you know just to to see your character and just who you are as a person they come in and do that and so once that started happening um you know i was like wow i got a chance for this to actually happen get drafted out of high school and um i was lucky enough to get drafted in the fourth round um in the 2007 major league draft of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Tell us about your time with the Pirates. Um, my time with the Pirates went from 2007 to 2013, and uh, they taught me how to play the game. Um, that's one thing I tell people all the time. Uh, the little intangibles and the little things you may see me do out on the field, I learned while uh, coming up in the minors with the Pirates. Um, we really did a lot of um, – early work um, in spring training and in instructional leagues. And, uh, you know, we did it so much, it just kind of gets ingrained in you. And um, over COVID, I had a chance to uh, do some coaching myself um, as things started to uh, open up more during the pandemic. And, you know, I started teaching those um, kids the same thing. And it was just like, wow, like when you're doing it, you don't think you'll use it again. You know, you just play and you'll use it while you're playing. But, um, you know, when we started practice, those things just started just coming out and coming out. And I was like, man, like, I really didn't realize I remembered all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, you played 11 seasons of AAA ball. Um, how, how close were you to just taking that net, next step? Because I know there's a bit of luck involved with it as well. You know, um, that's really – a good question. I would like to know myself. Um, <laughs> I, um, you know, I put together some good years in the minor leagues. Um, I definitely thought um, after the 2015 season, uh, something could possibly happen. Uh, I was playing with uh, the Baltimore Orioles at the time, and um, we won the Eastern League, actually. I had 20 home runs during that season and hit another, I think, three or four during the playoffs um, when we uh, end up winning that whole thing. And, you know, at that time when we finished, it was still another month of the major league season. And, you know, I was just really thinking like, you know, this may be it, but, um, it didn't happen, but, um, 
you know, I really would like to know myself, you know, how, how close um, was it ever talks of me getting the call or not, but um, I don't have any regrets, man. I've loved um, every bit of, uh, of my career, you know, the places I've got to go and the people I've got to meet. So, um, you know, some guys can look back on it and kind of, you know, feel bad about it, but I have enjoyed every bit of my career and where baseball has taken me. Well, you must love Adelaide and South Australia as a place. It's your third stint back here, which is what we love to see, 2010, 2011, and then 2012 and 2013. You had a couple of years and some serious success in Melbourne as well. But just tell us about your, your early memories of, of playing in Adelaide and, and why you've come back. Oh, man. Playing Nord Oval was uh, very <laughs> special. Uh, there was nothing like it, man. I tell some of the guys that are on the team now that, you guys, you know, you guys really missed out because playing in Nord Oval was special, man. Uh, they really, um, you know, you could, it's like the fans are right on top of you. It was loud, the atmosphere, um, the echo with those grandstands, how they were, you know, the bat was, the crack of the bat was so loud. Um, it was an exciting time, man. And that first year, you know, we were, we were a really good club and we actually lost in the grand final to Perth in game three. So, we really were a game away from, you know, winning that Classic Shield the very first year that the ABL reformed. Yeah, it's uh, d- disappointing to a lot of baseball fans that uh, they moved away from Norwood, but footy takes over, AFL takes over, and, uh, and the sample. And, uh, Coons, you would have played a game of footy or two at Norwood, wouldn't you? Yes, a big brick wall. I remember nearly smacking my head on that a few times. But um, <laughs> uh, it is a, it's a great atmosphere there, no doubt, at Norwood. Uh, what about um, for you? You're coming up on your 250th home run in your professional career, a massive milestone. Do you think about that much? You've hit 248 so far. Do you think about that much when you step up to the plate, or is it just business as usual? Uh, it's business as usual. Um, you know, in my mind, I'm I'm going to hit the ball out of park at some point. Um, you know, I think when I get 249, I definitely think about it a little more, <laughs> but. Um, you know, I know at some point it's going to happen, and uh, I'm just up there trying to hit the ball hard and uh, produce, man, drive in runs and help the ball team win. Yeah, so obviously one of your main strengths is smacking the ball out of the park, but you do like to get runners on base. Is that your main strength that you're going to bring back to Adelaide? Um, absolutely, man. Uh, I'm greedy when it comes to uh, hitting with, with, men's on, with men on base. Um, it's something I just have had a, a natural knack for throughout my career. Um, I actually had a 100 RBI season um, in 2010. Actually, the year that I came to Adelaide, um, that was my high A year with the Pirates. Um, I actually had a 100 RBIs that season. And uh, it's just, I don't know, I just feel like my focus just gets a little bit better when I have guys out there on base. Um, you know, I want to bring them in and Luckily, I've, uh, I've I've done it quite a few times. I was uh, blessed to uh, actually drive in my 1,000th RBI um, this season um, through of my career, and um, you know it's something I take pride in. You know, it just says that you know through my career is something that I've done a lot of and I've done well. So I'm definitely proud of it. Well, let's speak of the current run. It's an eight and O win uh, run win streak at the moment. You guys are absolutely flying. And you're sitting on top of the division with 11 wins and five losses. And top of the other division is Brisbane with 13 and three. 
What? Why has this all happened? Is it all come together? The guys are playing well. The confidence is obviously up. But is there a key to the success at the moment? Um, we, you know, the first two weeks, um, you know, we hit the ball pretty well. We didn't pitch as well. Um, but these last two weekends, the pitching has been phenomenal. Um, we actually had a seven-inning shutout this week by Miguel Sanfuegos. Um and we had a combined shutout the game after that. Um, those were back-to-back games that Saturday uh, with the doubleheader. The pitching has just been, you know, as good as we could ask for it to be. And as a lineup, one through nine, I tell you, man, this is one of the best lineups I've been a part of. I mean, we can we can do damage, you know, one through nine at any point in our lineup. And that showed yesterday in that fourth inning, we went out down, I think, two or three runs. We went out and scored 10 runs. Um, and before you know it, it was like, wow, the game was out of hand. You know, we went into the end and then, hey, you know, let's get one or two, make this a game. And when we got finished hitting, it was pretty much over. So this is the group you believe that can win the whole thing this year? Absolutely, 100%. We have some good guys. We have a couple old guys, myself included. <laughs> um, and we have a, a great amount of young talent on this team, um, you know, from the guys that are with the Phillies to the local South Australian guys. Um, this is a great core group of a team. Um, you know, I told Davo whenever um, we made it official that I was coming back, but I really believe, man, you know, with the – a guy here or there to step up a little bit. This can really be the year, and we're starting to get that from the bullpen, and we're getting that in the lineup as well. Um, we have, you know, one of the best closers in Australia, top and stencil. So we feel very good that if we have the lead going into that eighth or ninth inning, that he can come in and, and shut it down. And I just love the, the vibes that we all have. You know, we get along we're like a family and we're rooting for one another and you just can see it out there on the field. Speaking of family, have you brought any family over with you for this season? Uh, no, sir, I have not. Um, my parents, they fly, but it's not going to be 15 hours in the air. So they're not, <laughs> they're, they're not too thrilled about that. So they have to watch me uh, um, online. <laughs> Now, you mentioned your age, too. You're only 33, uh, going strong. How's the body holding up, and how many years, uh, more years are you going to play for? Um, you know, man, my body's feeling good. Um, set aside of my knee. Um, actually, at the end of this season, getting my meniscus repaired in my left knee. Um, I had a PRP injection about two weeks before I came over, so it's actually feeling great right now. But, you know, unfortunately, that PRP injection is going to wear off. But... Um, other than that, man, I feel great. Um, over the pandemic, I actually uh, lost about 20 pounds. I'm not sure how many kilos that is, but I got a little heavy, and you know, I looked in the mirror one day and said, well, if you want to keep playing, man, you're going to have to do something about it. And <laughs> so I went to work, and um, I love where I'm at, man. I probably – this is the weight that I was around probably ages of probably 23 to 28 or so, and – once I got 29, 30, 31, I kind of got a little heavy and didn't really um, change my performance. But at the same time, um, to continue to do it and have a little more longevity in it, I know I needed to come off a few pounds. So um, I'm feeling pretty good, man, and definitely optimistic about playing another year or two. Um, 
but uh, I do know you can't play forever. Um, like I said, next year will be my 16th, I think 16th year and 17th season of professional baseball. So it's been a long time. Um, like I said earlier, I've enjoyed every bit of it. Got to go some amazing places and uh, we'll see what happens, man. But uh, you can definitely look forward to seeing me out on that field 2023 and more than likely 2024. Quincy, nice. fantastic talking to you. Good luck. This weekend you take on uh, Canberra at home. There's four games from Thursday, Friday and, uh, and across the weekend. So make sure you get down there and check out the Adelaide Giants. They are on a roll. They've won eight in a row. And uh, Quincy Lattimore is a big part of that. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Quincy. Thank you for having me, man. You guys have a great one. And uh, Coons there, 250 homers. He's almost there. Be nice to get there this weekend, wouldn't it? Smack a couple out of the park, but um, a phenomenal player and good journey too, starting all the way overseas, coming over, and um, obviously loves his second home. We'll call it yes, in South uh, Australia. Yeah, we could have spoken to him for ages. There's a lot I wanted to ask more about his background and his AAA ball because it, it does take some luck. You've got to be in the right place at the right time. There's so many good quality baseballers there, and he played 11 seasons the level just below, which is, uh, yeah. yeah, unlucky. Yeah, and obviously didn't get that feedback needed as to why he didn't yeah, get a yeah, crack that was at unusual the majors. Too. So, yeah, that's a bit disappointing in a way. But he's, as he said, he's had a, an amazing career that's taken him to some fantastic places around the world. A, a little stint in Mexico as well. So yeah. Well, Keynes, mate, we've run out of time. So thanks for joining me again. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. And um, we'll be back again tomorrow with more of Sports Day SA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.